Good evening to DFG News on the 15th of June 2022, the new show that provides you with the latest updates on the DFG project. If you like the show, then let's go crazy on the like button. It helps the project, subscribe and click the bell button that you don't miss any future shows anymore. And stay until the very end because then we're going to talk about the next shows and dates on DeFi chain. So now that's normally the time when I welcome my co-moderator and, and DeFi chain expert DC, but he's in the air tonight. Sounds like a Phil Collins title. And he's returning to his motherland to Germany with his family. So safe travels, my friend. That means I'm alone tonight, but not really. I got another good friend and DeFi chain expert to help me out here a little bit and to talk a little bit about DeFi chain. But before we do this, I would like to jump into the headlines to show you what's up for tonight. First, I'm going to talk about DeFi chain and the market update. Then we're going to do a little recap of the Twitter space that happened today. We talk about the dark mode on DeFi scan, future decentralization ideas. Next, the CFIP, uh, DFIP and CFP voting round is upcoming. The sixth uh, D-token voting is also in the making. Then community project updates and future updates. So a lot to talk about. But before we really do this, I would like to welcome a close friend and DeFi chain expert here. Baldassar, good evening. Thanks for being here with me on this dark day. How are you? Hey, uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> well, I would say whenever you know that it's really, really dark, there's just one thing that you really know that will happen, that at some point the light will show out of the end of the tunnel. And especially that's what we're going to talk tonight. About. Exactly. So me and Baltasar, we had a call this afternoon and we spoke a little bit about market situation and how the altcoins getting slaughtered out there. And then we said, why do we not trans transfer, or, or transfer this private talk into the DeFi chain news show tonight because we want to talk a little bit how we feel how most likely a lot of you feel out there what are we doing what would we we don't want to say what we suggest to do but give you a little bit a different perspective and also come back to a couple of things that i think people tend to forget if there's blood on the street then it's only price before it's always we love the project it's an awesome team they're great influencers there's it's just a great idea and then when the prices go down we we really tend to forget these things and we want to give you a little bit yeah we want to brighten your day here a little bit and, and maybe make you think about our core values and that was the idea but Baltasar, as a very first question how do you feel on a day like that uh, I, I feel good. I feel good. Um, I think the most important thing whenever it comes to investing is kind of trying to separate your emotions from your decisions. And we're all humans. That means that we are highly emotional animals, so to speak. And um, because of that, we often make decisions purely based on our emotions. And then we often regret those decisions. And when it comes to investing or to making money, you really should very carefully try to separate your emotions from your decisions and i think there's like this one saying because you just mentioned that there was blood on the streets that really fits into the situation and uh, i'm just listening to warren buffett's autobiography so and he always says that and he says be fearful when others are greedy but be greedy when others are fearful and i think right now a lot of people are fearful and then a lot of people ask us, I think, like, should I buy now or should I sell everything now? Because mm. 
have very important Fed announcement one and a half hours and determining on what they say, maybe markets will have a very strong relief rally or maybe markets are going to get down significantly. And we, of course, have no idea. And what I just want to say in that situation is maybe that um, right now is a very bad moment to sell in generally because markets have corrected a lot, but that doesn't mean that they cannot correct further. So I think it really depends on if you have projects that you're invested to and you have strong conviction that they will continue going up in value and price, I think it's a very bad moment to sell right now because um, when you sell right now, it might happen to you what happened to me. And maybe that's a good bridge to tell you a little personal story mm -hmm. when I got into crypto and I got into crypto quite early and I made, I really felt like I made a lot of money, a lot of money. And in 2017, when markets starting to crash, I didn't sell. And then I didn't sell furthermore and market kept crashing, kept crashing, kept crashing. I think, you know, that saying it was maybe quite familiar, like by the dip and then the other sea, but it kept dipping. And that's kind of what's happening right now. And it's kind of what happened in the past as well. And then what happened in COVID was that when ETH corrected 95% from, I think, 1,200 or 1,300 or 400 to $80, I really lost my nerves and I sold half of my ETH. And I didn't sell it because I was like, um, I don't believe in the project anymore. No, I sold because I So sold. you just had enough, yeah. right? You couldn't stand the pressure anymore? Yeah, I couldn't have the, I couldn't stand the pressure anymore. And I was like, is this ever going to go to, well, basically I knew that it was going to go up again. It was just greed in the wrong way because I thought, well, it keeps dipping. It keeps going down. It keeps going mm -hmm. down. We're in a bigger market. Uh, COVID, the whole world is going to collapse. Collapse. Of course, I will buy it back at $40. That was kind of what I thought. And of course, everybody knows what happened next. ETH was at $100, $200. And then I bought back, but I just got half the amount of the ETH. So, um, and of course, then ETH kind of forgave me everything because it went to $3,800 or something. But still, I would have had way more ETH if I didn't commit this mistake. And maybe this is a very important learning or lesson for a lot of people right now because you should only invest into what you have strong conviction. And then when you have strong conviction, then you should not check prices every day. Um, those people who have problems with that, I highly recommend maybe Benjamin Graham, the intelligent investor. And he calls about somebody who's called Mr. Market. And Mr. Market has kind of always a bad mood. And Mr. Market sometimes thinks that a company has a certain price and the other day he somehow changes his mind and says the company is only half uh, has only half the price and then kind of you have to ask yourself the question well there's a price but there's as well a value and on the short run the price and the value they might not be the same because of all the uh, all the emotion that we just mentioned and because if emotion goes down the price may be way higher than the value and if emotions are negative the price will be way lower than the value and therefore what we kind of want to do tonight is to talk about DeFi chains intrinsic value because there's one thing that's for sure on the long run the price will always adapt to the value and I think DeFi chains value is way higher and I think DeFi chain's value from the top at almost $6 to now has increased. So if DeFi chain's value has increased and the price has decreased a lot, then we kind of have a mismatch. So probably it's 
rather good moment to get starting to invest again. So why don't we talk a little about DeFi chain's value? Absolutely, I think that's a very that's a very good point because the interesting thing is if the prices go up, everybody always thinks why we are in. It's a great project. It's a great team. It's a great vision. It's a great. We wanna do this. We wanna do that. When the prices go down, nobody talks about our vision, mission, what we wanna do, and about the team. Then everybody talks about the price. So we thought let's reverse that a little bit, and that the prices are going down. Let's talk about a little bit about the value, as I said. And I think we really have to think that the vision, we have a strong vision and we're going to talk about this and we have a strong utility. And these are two things. Vision, maybe a lot of projects have a vision, but many projects don't have a real utility. And that's why I maybe want to start with this, uh, want to start with the utility. What we are creating here and what we have created already is something really what the world needs. Um, you mentioned that before, and I don't want to steal your thought here. Talk a little bit about who we are and who else is out there who is doing what we want to do and who has a similar utility. How many companies are there actually? Well, I think when we talk about that, then maybe I can just explain why I got into uh, DeFi yeah. chain in the first place. Because I got into cryptocurrencies, like I think it was like 2016 and 2017, like very, very early. And of course, I got into it with uh, Bitcoin and DeFi uh, and Ethereum. So uh, why did I decide to invest into DeFi chain? And when I looked at DeFi chain, I kind of thought like, okay, what do I want to do? And apparently they want to enable decentralized uh, assets that are stocks that people can invest into. And when you look at the market that we are, the DeFi chain community or the DeFi chain project is trying to um, approach, so to speak, it is a gigantic big market. It is a really big market. And um, then I just started to look like what would happen? if we were to fulfill our mission, which is uh, providing a alternative, a decentralized alternative to the already centralized system. And if we just get a very tiny share of this market, let's just say 1%, I calculated uh, the size of the market and how many DeFi, uh, DFI we have, then we would have DeFi price of, uh, of $11,000. And of course, that is a kind of absurd because we're probably not going to get 1% of the gigantic big cake, but we don't need to have DeFi prices of $11,000 neither. So for us to have like a real vision to be successful, we can get a tiny piece of the case at cake and it would still enable very, very high DeFi prices. And then I saw like DeFi chain was very cheap. And I just thought like, if we are going to um, fulfill this mission, then this thing must go up. And that's eventually what happened. And then if we look at the development, what has happened so far is that we have stocks live. I think you mentioned in the beginning, we will have more stocks live in the future. So the utility that we are providing to our customers is always increasing and increasing and increasing. And then additionally, there is something that we all know that happened to um, the Terra Luna ecosystem. So to our competition, so to speak, mm -hmm. basically what happened is that our competition disappeared because of a mistake or a weakness that was in the protocol. And that's how those things always work. There is a system and this system has a weakness. The weakness is exploited, but the better protocols always survive. Um, we have the advantage that we didn't implement the same mistake into our protocol that they did. And therefore, now we are a project with a use case 
but we don't have competition anymore. And that means that right now it's just a question of time. What we basically have to do right now is we have to get together as a community. We have to continuously working on our mission, on our use case, increase its intrinsic value continuously, and then its price will go up as well. And I think it's just a question of time until other big players are going to realize us. And I think this is maybe something a lot of people don't really see is that we are very much in the beginning. Like, come on, we are not even listed on CoinMarketCap correctly yet. But what does that mean? That means there's so many people that don't even know that we exist yet. And it's not like we're never going to be listed on CoinMarketCap. It's just that it's a matter of time. And the same with exchange listings. It's a matter of time. We're just so early. And when those things will come, coin market cap listing, exchange listings, and the momentum will change, our competition is gone. I think we have very high chances of becoming the true winners of the next bull market. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. I think I think you were invested in Terra Luna as well, and Terra Luna, so I I didn't even know them before they got really big. They started so much earlier than DeFi chain, right? They are like, I think they were like three years ahead of us or something like this. And and they became the big phenomenon. Of course, they had a very tragic ending. And that was not really good, was not good for everyone, uh, for anyone, I have to say. I mean, this really kind of wrecked the half, half crypto market here. But they also, they, before they came big, it took a lot of time to get there, actually. And our use case... I personally think, believe it or not, I think it's much stronger than theirs. But I mean, of course, I have to say that because that's the DFJ news channel here. But I think we have a very strong use case, Baltasar, as you said. We are expanding it constantly, and there's a high potential, and we have more or less no competition. There are 5,000 other crypto projects out there, but how many are there who do decentralized assets on blockchain that are really doing a proper job, who has a great team, a great community, uh, and a lot of conviction and really wants to drive that forward, right? So I think these things didn't change. What changed was the price. And I know it's not easy to buy when the prices are down. And some people are also out of cash. We should never forget this. But I think it's so important what you said. Don't sell when it's so close to the button. And we cannot promise you that the button is here. We might drop another 50% or whatever. I think it's fair enough. It's hard to say that, but... Baltasar said, no, we have to be real, right? Nobody knows. Maybe we go another 50% down or whatever. But then don't sell so close to the bottom, right? I mean, that's maybe the... Besides, you really need money, huh? (laughs) Well, maybe there's two things I can say about that. First, uh, I would somehow take this possibility to disagree with what you said about Terra Luna. I think even though I lost a lot of money, I have to be that honest on that. I invested into Terra Luna because of the same arguments I invested Mm. into DeFi chain. And so I lost money when they collapsed. But it's good that they collapsed because bad projects have to die. And that's just, if you want the system to increase in um, utility, Mm. you need to allow bad projects to die. And if you don't let bad projects die, you will never improve. And that's just how it works, kind of like um, nature works, you know, like natural selection. And that's how evolution works. And the same with cryptocurrency. So all those bad projects are going to die in the bear market, or a lot of bad projects are going to die into the bear market. But that's something beautiful, because that means the end product will be better. 
And that means the DeFi chain, which has use case, will highly profit from bad projects dying. That's what I wanted to say. And um, the other thing is, yeah, that's like what Warren Buffett, Warren Buffett says, isn't it? Like you have to buy the dollar for 50 cents. Mm-hmm. Right now, you can surely buy the dollar for 50 cents, but maybe the dollar will drop to 30 cents or to 25 cents. And this is something we don't know. This is something I have no idea. I would never dare to make any predictions about that. But I think something that always helps is like implementing a dollar cost average base where you say, now it's cheap. Uh, I believed in it when it was at $6 or at five, uh, $5.80. So what has changed? Fundamentally, nothing has changed. Your emotions have changed. Your emotions have changed. Okay, but maybe just use your emotions as a contraindicator. And whenever your emotions say no, say yes. Whenever your emotions say yes, say no. And you have to learn that. And then you can say now, okay, it increased a lot, but maybe it will keep decreasing. But on the long run, it will increase because of the value proposition. And what you can do now is you just start dollar cost averaging. And that's what most successful people do. They just set a day. You can set like your DeFi chain day or your Bitcoin day or your Ethereum day. And every Sunday after one o'clock or something, after you got up, you prepare a coffee and you buy with some amount DeFi chain, Bitcoin and, crypto, uh, and Ethereum. All the cryptocurrencies you personally believe in long-term. And you will never catch the bottom. Don't, don't think about that anymore. You will never catch the bottom as just as you didn't sell, just as you didn't sell the top, but you will get the chunk in the middle. And in the meantime, that's something that people don't understand, but investing is not that busy. Actually, sometimes you just have to invest and then enjoy life and you have to wait. It's like when you plant a tree, you cannot pull the tree to grow. It will grow slowly every day. And after two or three years, you can harvest. And if you force the harvest before the plants are ready, you will destroy the tree. And it's the same with defection, so to speak. So um, I don't know, maybe maybe relax and do sport, enjoy your life, go on mm-hmm. vacation, focus on different things. Most importantly, maybe on getting more cash flow and getting more money that you can reinvest. Absolutely. And help and help the community build uh, a stronger DeFi chain. I think we've seen, Balthasar, we have a lot of people reaching out to us for opinion on, on projects. Um, there's still a community fund. There's Not every project also needs a community funding, right? I mean, you can build stuff by your own and you can a company can come in and use utilize DeFi chain to build a fantastic product on DeFi chain. There are many options. Come and build and help. And, and grow the ecosystem. I think don't take always the backseat approach. We have a lot of people who are really involved. There are influencers who do their job. There are people who build stuff on DeFi chain. There are f- amazing developers who build cool tools, block explorers, help with masternodes. There are so many helping out and the more help, the stronger we will get. I think we have to do that together. I know it sounds a little bit cheesy to say the price only goes down if people sell, but if we who believe in a project all sell, of course the price is going to go down, right? So I think you summed it very nicely up. Um, We have to come back to our core values and value didn't change. The price changed. It sucks. Yes, of course. I, I lost a lot of money in the last days on paper, right? I didn't sell. So, but at least my portfolio looks different than a couple of weeks before. 
yeah, it's not nice, right? My wife always says, I told you, you should have sold. No, <laughs> I don't do this because I know, I know how we're going to do this. So we had, we had these discussions the one or the other time, but she also. Women are way better with that. Women are you way know, better. the funny thing is she's in default. She, she told me to sell, but she doesn't touch her portfolio. It was so funny. So yeah, women are better in controlling these things in some way, but she said, you, you go yeah, and she sell. She might have lost the same, she might have lost the same percentage amount than you but she probably doesn't care because she's not that much into it emotionally absolutely, absolutely. she's probably into different yeah, things she's kind of so, yeah. mm, shit happens okay hey Baltasar, <laughs> thanks so much for helping out uh, bringing us a little bit back on track with our uh, how we think about the project so let me use a couple of more minutes to talk about all these other things that happened we had a very interesting twitter space i think Baltasar, you were there as well we spoke about the dsd uh, issue that it's not packed to the dollar at the moment. How can we solve this problem? I want to just mention for the people who didn't follow the space, um, it's made by design. So it's not one dollar like they had on Terra Luna. It has a good reason why it is like this, but we are also not so prone to this problem. This death spiral that they had on Terra Luna cannot happen. But of course, a stable coin would be better if it's closer to the dollar than we had it today. And there are a lot of really good ideas. How can we solve this issue? And this was the Twitter space all about. Julian was there, Kugi was there, Prasanna from Core Development Team was there, you were there, a lot of other people from the community I've seen. And they really came together with a really with strong ideas. How can we make the system stronger? And in the next couple of days, there's gonna be like a mix from out of different ideas is going to be posted on Reddit and we're going to put it up for voting for the master notes. So if you own a master notes, watch that space. We really want to hear how you feel and how you think about this when we put it up. But it's going to be, I think it's going to be a good approach. We get closer and closer to a better system. Then uh, the next topic is the dark mode on DeFi scan. I said it's a little bit ironic. It was launch, launched when the prices were going down. Then we had the dark mode. It looked like a little bit gloom and doom, but it's not. I know a lot of people like the dark modes on all applications. So DeFi scan page, the UI was also changed, is now also available in dark gray. It's not pitch black in dark gray. It looks really nice and elegant. Then uh, the DeFi chain wallet, I want to point out that they have now version 0.07 and what they've done. So first of all, they need more users. So guys, uh, support them. It's a Chrome extension wallet, similar to MetaMask. Santiago and his team is working on that. Really nice uh, feature helping us to be more decentralized. But what they've also done is the MyDeFi chain has a new ocean infrastructure uh, set up. And the Jelly Wallet is using the old ocean infrastructure by the core development team as well as the new ocean infrastructure by MyDefa chain. That's really good because if one infrastructure is down or jeopardized or under DDoS attack or whatever, they can switch automatically to the other infrastructure. Really cool. Great idea. Um, we talk about this infrastructure a little bit later in the community projects. Then upcoming DFIP and CFP voting round. If you have a proposal, and Balthasar and me, we know there are proposals out there because we spoke with a couple of them. On the 27th of June, you have to put up your proposal on GitHub, pay the fee. Uh, 
it's still the same price, but the price of DFI is lower. So your proposals are going to cost you only 25% of the price like before. That's a good thing <laughs> of dropping prices and put it up there for voting. And then the voting starts on the 4th of July and on the 11th of July, the voting concludes. And on the 13th, we're going to announce the lucky winner. So let's going to see what's up there for voting this time. Then we have the 60 token voting round of 2022. On the 18th is going to start. There's going to be a Google form that DC and Fabio most likely going to post on uh, the official Twitter account. Please help us to figure out what are the next 40 tokens that we want to list on DeFi chain. Community projects. These are the ones that have been, they had funding before or some also haven't got funding yet. So there's this really cool new blockchain explorer by SP. The Blockchain Explorer, we have our original one. This is their Blockchain Explorer. They kind of cloned that, put a new um, UI over it, a new color scheme and stuff. It's really cool. They're very happy to announce that there's the next version out now. They also have a pool price history feature now. So check that out. And then all text detail pages now provide information about the history, about the text pools, Oracle prices, premiums, and volumes. So you can go back in time and see how did the change over time. So SP stands for Sternberg Partners. If you, yeah, because I mentioned powered by SP, so it's Sternberg and Partners. Um, they do a lot of development. Just check them out. The MyDeFi chain Team, these are that's the team Andy and Bernd who are doing the master node service as well. They build a lot of they built the test net, they upgraded the test net, they maintained it, and they also have now this MyDeFi chain ocean infrastructure. That's an additional one to the original one. Thanks for doing that. It's super highly available, it's uh, load balanced, it's distributed, it's backed uh, by different data centers around the globe by different providers. So, um, yeah, singing and dancing and seems to be super, super reliable. And the Dobby team is also working on the Dobby phone beta. So your vault is calling you before you get liquidated. And they also released a new vault health option that is described on GitHub. Check that out. Now everybody can add this vault to a so-called uptime robot. Uh, yeah, you find more information on the Dobby website, I guess, and on GitHub. And last but not least, Future dates. Next news show, next Wednesday. I'm not sure if DC is then back. He is pretty busy with a lot of other stuff. He's got a full-time job as well. Um, gonna see if he's here. Otherwise, uh, I might find another candidate who helps me out with our main topic. I think that's a very nice uh, premiere that we have here today. And then there's the Tech Talk on the 22nd of June and on the 23rd is the fireside chat with Kugi. And most of you know Kugi already. They've heard about Kugi or read from Kugi. He's very active on social media and supporting us. He's a real superstar here in the team and very knowledgeable when it comes to uh, finance and how can you actually build financial instruments uh, on DeFi chain. So he's gonna have us, he's gonna have a lot of interesting stories to tell. Cool, that's it for today. Baltasar, last but not least that I have you here. Tell our viewers maybe a little bit, what's your strategy? You mentioned it a little bit, but I wanna close on that. Um, I know you're not selling. Are you buying? Are you holding? What's your personal take on mm. the actual situation? Well, 
whenever prices are cheap, uh, you might want to go shop for a discount. And so, yes, I'm buying. Okay. I'm using dollar cost average strategies mm -hmm. because like I've mentioned before, I'm not very good at effectively timing the market. So what I do is whenever prices drop, I buy. And so if prices keep dropping, it means I'll get more. <laughs> and if they, if they go up, I, I can promise you, like, seriously, I can promise you right now, everybody is like, or so many people right now are like, I want to buy, I want to buy, I want to buy. Okay. Some people are like, I want to sell, but a lot of people are like, I want to buy. And I can promise you like, and then people don't buy because they're going to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to buy when Bitcoin hits 60K because it's going to hit 60K. Why they sell a lot of technical, blah, blah, blah. It's going to hit 16K. Yeah, yeah. And then they, they're going to buy at 16K. But then most of the time what's happening is that Bitcoin goes to 25K or to 30K. And we have a very strong relief rally. And then those people FOMO into the relief rally. So just keep out your emotion. Think about a percentage of your whole net worth that you feel comfortable having invested into projects like Bitcoin, ETH and De uh, DeFi chain, and then go with that percentage. And if now the prices have dropped, you want to have more, then just buy per or per, buy slowly, dollar mm. cost average. Mm. And most importantly, life is so beautiful. There's so many things out there that just wait for you. So don't check prices all the time. Enjoy life. Go out of nature. See your friends and family and just do the things that really are important. In life. I think it's very important what you said. And, and it's so funny. Uh, I mentioned that in the German news show, I have a very a good friend and he's very long in crypto and he's heavily invested. So he is very successful in what he's doing. And he knows how markets work and he knows crypto and he has seen bear markets. And you would think the more people know, the more sophisticated approaches they have and the more complex their ideas are. And he said exactly what you said. He, on Saturday is shopping day. And now the prices are good and he's dollar cost averaging in. And this guy really knows his shit. And he is doing exactly the same grandfather or grandmother strategy he buys once a week a certain amount and if the prices are higher he, he gets a little bit less coin and if the price is lower he gets a little bit more coin and it's so good to hear that you say exactly the same because it seems people who know more they do less and i think that's yeah that's interesting to see right Guys out yeah, there. Investing is boring. Investing is boring. You just have to buy. <laughs> yeah, but people the, think the most difficult thing is waiting. You have to wait. <laughs> yeah, yes, like right. you buy ETH so at, at two dollars, mm. but then then you look at it and it's five dollars. And you're like, should I sell? Should I sell? Then it's four dollars. Then it's eleven dollars. Then it's six dollars. Then it's twenty dollars. Uh, the, the best thing I could have ever done is when I have when the first time I bought ETH was at $2. The best thing I could have ever done is I was, uh, I think I was 16 or 17. No, 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 no. I think I was 15 when I first bought ETH, like very young, just buy it. And I should have just put it on a ledger, focus on business, do something else, focus on creating careful. That would have been the best thing. Never worry about it because it always go up and down, up and down sideways. You will never know. So, um, just buy, then live your life, focus, uh, and then you can later harvest the fruits. I agree. Hey guys, if you, uh, Balthasar was in a fireside chat, uh, you, we had a very nice talk and he 
tells, or he told me actually, and you guys out there, his life and his crypto story. So if you want to check the whole story out, who uh, who introduced him into the uh, into Ether? I think it was your sister, if I remember right. And the whole story, check out on the on the Fireside Chat uh, channel or Fireside Chat uh, playlist. There's this video, Balthasar the Wunderkind. We had a good time. That's quite. It's more than a half year ago already. Balthasar, thanks for coming. Thanks for taking DC's place tonight and helping out and giving a little bit different perspectives here. For was really highly appreciated. Thanks a lot. For you guys out there who were watching, I hope you enjoyed this different format on a not so fantastic day, but may, let's make the best out of it. Things are going to get better. We feel with you. We are also invested. It's not only you guys who feel lower prices out there. Things are <laughs> going to be sooner or later better again. I can promise that. Balthasar, have a great evening. Thanks for being here. See you. See you. <laughs> See you and everybody else out there. Thanks for watching. See you next week. Have a good evening and bye-bye.